0: Imagine if someone could read your future by looking at the soles of your feet, kind of like palm reading, and imagine if that reading could diagnose all your maladies, all for the paltry sum of $960. And what if, after that
1: session, you're told that you can be cured, but it will cost you thousands of dollars more? Well, between the years of 1987 and 2001, this is exactly what happened to around 30,000 people who got pulled
0: into the Japanese religious organization, Honohana. Today, we're going to tell you all about this group and its founder, Hogan Fukunaga, and how he defrauded his followers out of hundreds of millions of dollars. and welcome to Sinister Societies, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Hannah McGuire, And I'm Saruti Bala. Every week, we're going to cover your favorite cults, faith followers, and secret societies. And we'll look at how some of the biggest secretive societies and cults have made their fortunes. And also, how they've managed to run in plain sight and permeate into your everyday lives. And yes, today we're going to tell you all about the Japanese religious organization, Ho No Hana and its founder, Hogan Fukunaga, who told people that he was the reincarnation of both Jesus Christ and Buddha. We haven't had that before. No, why not? You've always got to be thinking, what's the next big thing? Mm-hmm.
1: We'll also look at how Fukunaga created a multi-million dollar foot reading business by defrauding thousands of his followers. Do you know what hana means in Japanese? No.
0: It means flower. Oh. You can call me flower if you want to. <laughs> which is a Bambi reference, which I know you don't get. I haven't seen Bambi. So, yes, in Chinese and Japanese, in Mandarin, sorry, I should say, hana means flower. In Korean, it means one, which is not quite as good. Oh, well, it's not the worst number. It's not the worst number. There are worse numbers. Despite what some people would say. What's that song, One's the Loneliest Number? Oh, oh my God, alright.
1: <laughs> Christ. This is why I love cults. I just love the niche spot that a cult leader will fit themselves into. Foot reading.
0: Mm, I mean, foot fetishes are extremely common.
1: I mean, yes, apparently. That's what I've heard. I took a (laughs) picture of my feet and put them on Instagram and someone was threatening to start a foot wiki for me. I won't say no. I won't say no. So let's get into the Ho No Hannah organization.
0: Incidentally, oh no Hannah is what I say to myself every Sunday morning when I wake up with a hangover.
1: Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new Moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Moneymaker. Play the game and you could win money. Up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly.
0: All right, let's get into Hogan for Kanaga's early life. His father was reportedly killed in World War II. Young Fukunaga had an older sister, but she died as well when he was just a toddler. Fukunaga was raised by his mum, and they struggled financially. So when he reached high school age, he chose to go to night school so he could work and earn money during the day. After he graduated from high school, Fukunaga moved to Tokyo, where he attended college and
1: also worked for an electronic appliance manufacturer. In 1976, when he was just 31, Hogan started a company that made electric massages. His company expanded steadily. And at one point, he employed almost 200 people and had annual sales of 800 million yen. And 800 million yen in today's money is just over 12 million US dollars. Yeah, that's pretty big bucks. And around this time, he also got married and had two children. Okay. I know things are going to fall swiftly off a cliff pretty soon and he gets into a big-time defrauding. So far, smashing it, though. So far, I'm like, guys, look, pull yourself up, get going. Live the Japanese dream. Exactly. Go to night school, work during the day, start your dildo company, get on with it. But the good fortune for Hogan Fukunaga didn't last. His company sadly went bankrupt around 1978. Ironically, he was the victim of a malicious scam. So this put Fukunaga in a bunch of debt. Over $4 million in today's money, to be precise. He was also reportedly kicked out of his church because of his business
0: failure, which seems pretty harsh. Japanese culture losing face is the worst. The worst, the worst. Like, get out of church, that's mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's all that they have like a thing in Japanese culture, it's called the three faces. Mm. Um, And you have one for your work, one for your family, and one that is just for you. Um, and that one you can never lose. But yeah, losing face, failure is, is a big shame. Very shame-driven. Oh. So Fukunaga first claimed that he heard the voice of God in January 1980 when he attempted to end his life. Allegedly, he had a mystical experience. But there are various tellings of what this mysterious mystical experience extravaganza was specifically. One story says that Buddhist monks visited Hogan in a series of visions that culminated with the appearance of Jesus Christ. So the switcheroo of you thought this was Buddhism, psych, it's Christianity. We're back there. We're back. And Jesus told Fukunaga, quote, make the flower of Dharma blossom among all human beings, which obviously makes him the chosen one tasked by Jesus himself, the big JC, um, to continue his work Ponder Earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Another source says that Fukunaga's vision revealed him to be, quote, an envoy of heaven in succession to the Buddha and Jesus Christ. So it's like a supergroup. Mm-hmm. He's the frontman of the new supergroup of spirituality. I see. That's fun. It's like McBusted. <laughs> no American is gonna get that joke, but it's worth it. In this particular story, Fukunaga is implied to have been equal to Buddha and Jesus in that he is the latest line of individuals with divine authority. Another account still says that Fukunaga's vision led him to conclude that he was humanity's final saviour. And he was the reincarnation of both Buddha and Jesus. So it's two for one, but he's kind of the best. Mm -hmm. So he goes through varying levels of importance in depending which vision you decide you want to believe.
1: Yeah. So Fukunaga started preaching religion in about 1980 telling people that he was the world's final saviour after Jesus Christ and Buddha. And just to remind you, that while he's telling all these people, he's in quite a lot of debt. You'd think if he was the final saviour, he might be able to save himself from that particular situation.
0: Well, maybe. Mm. I don't know much about the Buddha's finances, (laughs) but I do know that Jesus Christ was a humble man.
1: Oh, well, the Buddha also very much so. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole thing, do not desire things. You know, you know what it is. <laughs> That's what Buddhism is. Oh. Just don't watch it. What is it? It's the like, uh, the desire for material things will bring you unhappiness.
0: Right. So he's probably like, I've done the material thing. Mm-hmm. I've actually done minus material things because mm. I'm in so much debt. It's cancelled all of my material wealth out. So
1: Fukunaga's adoption of the name Hogan fits with his self-proclaimed status as a messianic figure. As the term Hogan means origin of Dharma. And in Buddhism, Dharma refers to the teachings of the Buddha. It's all come full circle. We're here.
0: We're here at the beginning and end of the circle. (laughs) Coming up, we'll get into how Hokun Fukunaga created his multi-million dollar foot-reading religious organisation, Honohana.
1: Okay, so let's get into Hogan Fukunaga's foot-reading business, Hono Hono Honohana was officially recognized as a religious organization in 1987. But it only got recognized because Fukunaga reportedly bribed local council officials. You know, whatever you need to do to get off the ground, I reckon. He's like, I, I know how this game goes. Yeah, and he's correct. It and works. he's correct. It does work. So the group's full name is Hana. Sampogyo. It's been described as a Japanese new religious movement and is also known as the foot reading cult which is less fun and less glamorous. So Fukunaga also bought land at the base of Mount Fuji of all places where the group's headquarters were built and unsurprisingly this little real estate project
0: reportedly cost Tens of millions of dollars. I mean, it's some prime real estate, the yeah. foot of Fuji. Mm-hmm. No problem, let's go when we go. Suryu and I, um, we're planning, we're scheming a trip to Japan and we'll do Fuji. Um, and we'll go and wave at this building. This group not only has this incredibly expensive real estate, they've also been called a Neo-Buddhist sect because they adopted the following from Buddhism. incanting and copying sutras, meditating, and practicing aesthetic exercises. And if you're wondering what honohana, um, and when I'm not saying it to myself on a Sunday morning, actually means, uh, the answer is, we're not really sure. There are a lot of various reports of what it roughly translates to. Um, quite a lot of words in Japanese that are sort of like, only sort of make sense in English. Here are some of the ideas of what the translation might be. Flowers of Buddhist teachings, flower of law, Three law practice, heavenly energy, and that's the slogan, heavenly energy, that shines out from a huge red and white neon hoardings in key locations in Japanese cities. So that's probably the one he wants it to be called. hmm hmm
1: So Fukunaga told people that he was able to diagnose health problems and predict the future by examining the soles of people's feet. He claimed the shape of people's feet revealed their personalities, with short toes signifying short tempers. And Fat Toes, foretelling good fortune.
0: I just don't think it's that far away from Palmer Street. I mean, it's not at all. It's not any different, really. It's just like, oh, I'll mix it up. Yeah. You know, less people have a problem with touching hands than they do with touching feet. So I can really dominate that market. Exactly. I hope this Fat Toes thing is real, because right now
1: on my uh, left foot, I've got quite aggressive chill going on. Have you? I have. Uh, Maybe it's a sign that I'll come into some money very soon. (laughs)
0: You know, I think I've heard that before.
1: Oh, really? Having like, a,
0: like a Like an old wives thing. Oh. But I'm also might be talking shit. To be honest, I've broken my toes so many times from ballet that, like, I think he would look at them and be like, this makes no sense. I can't read this. They're, they're <laughs> all going the wrong way.
1: <laughs> and these foot fortune tellings, they certainly didn't come free and they did not even come cheaply because people paid around $900 to have their feet stroked and scrutinized by Fukunaga and other senior acolytes. Guess how many minutes of foot-touching you got for $900? Uh,
0: well, what's minimum wage? (laughs) What's minimum wage in Japan? I mean, 10. You got 10 minutes. 10 minutes minutes minutes. for $900. I can't figure that out. There's $90 a minute. Yikes, that's quite a lot. They must be some pretty skilled acolytes. I'd feel fucked off if I didn't get the the main guy. Oh, yeah. I don't want a vice president. Exactly, exactly. Is that when you choose your stylist? I w- <laughs> I'd want this. I don't want a sliding yeah. scale of price. I want the one that's Jesus and Buddha in one. I don't want you, Norman. <laughs> or you can have Sheila. She's just finished her certification
1: with us, and then she heard the voice from God.
0: Very conveniently, she heard the voice of God at her graduation from Foot University. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, would you like to know some of the things that you might get told during your ten minutes? I foot would love session that. So, a blemish on the toe could indicate that the problem that you were suffering from was derived from your parents.
0: That is most problems though.
1: And most feet have blemishes. (laughs) Um, And if it was on the second toe, then it was a grandparent's fault. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it was on the little toe, where the blemish was, then that would indicate that today's problems could be traced to your great, great, great grandparents. Basically, it's very much about Blaming your parents or your grandparents or your great great grandparents.
0: Which, like, to be fair, it usually is somewhere in the generational trauma of a family tree. But it is. It doesn't seem like for these senior acolytes, it doesn't seem like it's that difficult to learn that the generations just go one toe down.
1: Yeah. And also, once you've heard it Yeah. But then I guess you've
0: already paid the nine hundred dollars. They can't really can't upsell you for much. Maybe we need to go on this course. The Foot University. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most diagnoses would point to suffering and anguish. Clients were told that their fates were everything from dying from AIDS, to uh, cancer, to falling into debt, or even that their children would die by suicide. Bloody hell. But here's the catch. Nothing is set in stone when it's your feet. It's just set in feet. (laughs) Because even though their fates were written in their toe spots, and their toe lines and their wiggly toes in their little piggies that went to market. It's not permanent. It's not indelible. I see, I see. That's the upsell. Here's the upsell.
1: There you go. There's always
0: one. Foot University, here we come. Module one. (laughs) Upselling. Uh, So if followers want to avoid the unpleasant fate, which was written in their unpleasant feet, they would have to attend so-called cure sessions. So... The nine hundred dollars is only getting you your diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want the treatment and the cure, you have to come along for another session. Yeah. So the nine hundred only tells you how fucked you are. Yeah, yeah. If you want to rectify your fuckedness via your feet, you need to um, pay some more money. Would you like to guess, light of my life, reason for being, how much it costs you? Well,
1: if we're saying that nine hundred is just the diagnosis, nine hundred is ten minutes.
0: Times that by lots and lots of thousands yes correct it is lots and lots of thousands it's an 18 lots of thousands to be precise but if i was told that all of my children would die by suicide i would probably want to do something about it this is the thing
1: this is the hook you need a hook yeah you do need a hook (laughs) you see this poor person
0: walk in like clutching a picture of their children and you're like i bet i know what her foot's gonna say In 2005, the Tampa Bay Times recorded that the foot readers followed a manual that instructed them to make apocalyptic predictions. And these predictions could only be averted by enrolling in a three-day lecture session um, that cost approximately $24,000. Or, even better than that, if the person wants to cut right to the quick, cut right to the chase, they could buy religious scrolls or a pinch of Buddha's ashes... For about $190,000. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know where the people are with that kind of money? Where? The foothills of Fuji.
1: <laughs> I also love like how specific it is. It's like, okay, you've got this problem, um, but really to avert this imminent tragedy,
0: you're going to need to go on a, a three-day short break. Three-day course. Fix it right <laughs> up. No problems. And don't worry about it because I am Jesus and Buddha.
1: $24,000 for 3 days. Uh,
0: I I don't even know what I'd want for that kind of money.
1: So much. So much.
0: I would literally want it to fix every single problem in my life. A pinch Which is what they're they you know that is what offering they're offering. That is what they're offering. But a
1: pinch of ashes
0: for $190,000. What are you going to do with them? Snort them? Like what's what do you do with a pinch of Buddha's ashes?
1: Even if it was Buddha's ashes, why would I pay $190,000? <coughs> even if it
0: was Even if it actually was Why? No, don't know. I don't have the answers. Maybe if I looked at your feet, I would find out.
1: (laughs) So let's mention here um, that before a foot reading, clients were asked to turn over information. Okay, so before we move on, let's do a quick little uh, step behind the curtain of the Foot University, module two, uh, information collection. Because before patients, followers, whatever we want to call them, individuals, clients, would be given their foot reading. They were asked to turn over a bunch of information about themselves. It
0: does help, including any health problems they might be suffering. Is there anything you're extremely worried about? Foot blemishes. (laughs) And my relationship with my (laughs) great-great-grandparents.
1: So at its peak, the group claimed to have 30,000 followers many of whom were middle-aged women the prime hunting ground of the cult we're finding yes yeah that is a new lesson actually Mm -hmm. fukunaga made his acolytes go hard on recruitment he reportedly told them to go to hospitals to prey on the
0: sick that is where you find people with health concerns smart to be fair smart and often people not wearing shoes so you could take a little look at their feet uh especially in japan no shoes inside bingo It's also been reported that people were drawn to Honohana because of the unemployment and economic uncertainty that was happening in Japan at that particular time. Large numbers of Japanese people were searching for spiritual guidance, which is what a lot of people do when shit hits the fan, and some of them found that spiritual guidance with Jesus Christ and Buddha in one, Fukunaga and his foot teachings. The economic collapse that we're talking about was about 1990 to 1991 to 2001. So it's a good stretch of a few years of um, nightmare hell, but not for Fukunaga because he earned an immense amount of wealth during that particular time and status on top of that too. He was known for wearing suits that cost $5,000 and his wife spent about $7,000 a month on shopping. They traveled frequently and would pay as much as $5,000 a night on a hotel room. I can't even imagine what a $5,000 hotel room looks like. I don't know. Should we try and find one? Let's try and find one, because I can't even imagine. I'll just wave my feet at them, and then they'll have to let me in because I'll be foot famous by the end of this episode. So having such uh, enormous wealth also guaranteed him access to world figures because money does have that power as much as we would all like to pretend it doesn't. In Fukunaga's office, there were photos of him with President Clinton... My homeboy Pope John Paul JP II the Second, Mother Teresa, and even Gorbachev. Why not? He's ticking a lot of boxes. He is. Lots of religions. No religion. Keep it diverse. I mean, he is uh he's playing the field, mm-hmm. which is wise. In nineteen ninety-five,
1: it's said that Fukunaga travelled to India, where he met Mother Teresa. And it was also around this time when he promised to donate two million dollars to the Mahatma Gandhi Foundation. This foundation would allow Fukunaga to join the Gandhi Foundation on a trip to Italy, where he would meet Pope John Paul II. And in 1996, along with the great-grandnephew of Mahatma Gandhi, he attended a political fundraiser for Bill Clinton. And at that fundraiser, they presented Clinton with a bust of
0: Gandhi. The Clintons will take anyone though, won't they? <laughs> Give me that bust.
1: Up next, we'll get into how Hogan Fukunaga was unable to predict his own fateful future. (laughs) Bummer.
0: Can't see your own feet, obviously. Okay, let's talk about how the foot-reading cult was exposed as a scam.
1: No. <laughs> in the late 1990s, the Honohana sect came under scrutiny by both disgruntled followers and legal authorities. The cost of initiation seminars increased, and in 1996, ex followers formed an organization to exchange information about the group with other individuals concerned about the sect's
0: practices. What he hasn't managed to pull off is the secret shushy times Mm -hmm. of you don't tell anyone what we're doing here. Exactly. He's like, go and get them all. Go to every hospital in the land Mm -hmm. and tell them exactly what we're doing and how much it costs. This is the thing. He's not, like, scaring them enough with doom and gloom and bad shit
1: happening if they don't keep their mouth shut. And that's his downfall. I think he gets distracted by the money. He's off in his $5,000 bloody hotel room not thinking about scaring people silent. No, he's just like, go and get me more feet for God's sake. Very short-sighted, very short-sighted as a cult leader. And also the fact that people start to complain about it in the 1990s and then he just increases the price of the initiations. Yeah, <laughs> just double
0: down. <laughs> when in doubt,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make
0: life harder for yourself Precisely is the Hannah Maguire way of life. By December
1: 1999, former members were filing legal actions against Honohana at local courts. In January 2000, Fukunaga resigned as the head of Honohana. And by May 2000,
0: he and 23 of his associates were arrested. All right, Japan, following up, they're on it. In 2000, a Tokyo district court ruled that the sect's practices went well beyond what can be socially justified by demanding that its followers part with large sums of money. Hogan was 55 years old and also faced several separate criminal charges for fraud, for which he pled not guilty. By January 2001, 1,100 former members of the group had filed lawsuits for damages that totaled $546 million. Ouch. That's a lot of people that you've pissed off. Yeah. I've had to touch all of these feet, and now I don't have any money.
1: (laughs) One former member who paid $150,000 to the group told the Chicago Tribune in 2001, quote, I was a fool. I paid all that money to be brainwashed and tortured. The instructors kept 28 of us awake day and night, making us write mantras into a 100-page notebook and chorus for hours. The guru's seven commandments and the slogan, I am happy and healthy. I am happy and healthy.
0: That'll do it. That will do it. Some real Bart Simpson punishments coming in from Japan. (laughs) Another former member,
1: used her life savings, and took out loans to pay the group more than 100,000 British pounds to cure her daughter's chronic insomnia. Yikes. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. At the time of the arrest in 2000, a spokesman for the group issued a statement describing the arrests as, quote, a thunderbolt from the blue, and went on to say, quote, we are not engaged in
0: brainwashing or mind control, and the group was not set up for the purpose Of amassing money. Sure. But they certainly did amass quite a large amount of money. They reportedly netted 95 billion yen. (laughs) That's billion with a B, everyone. Billion with a B. uh, Between the years of 1987 and 1999, which we think is about 1 billion US dollars. So they might claim it wasn't their purpose, but they certainly did achieve it. Imagine accidentally... As they claim, making a billion dollars. Yeah, it's quite quite the accident. A very happy accident, Mm -hmm. uh, if you get to keep it, which obviously they didn't. (laughs) And in 2005, Fukunaga was sentenced to 12 years in prison for fraud. The cult was ordered to pay 27 ex-followers over $2 million in damages. That same year, Fukunaga denied fraud and said, quote, I was just obeying the voices of heaven but now I can't remember what they told me. <laughs> That's amazing. That's why I can't get myself out of this situation I because I it. can't really remember oh what my. was said and I can't see the souls of my own feet. Do you know what it is? I'm, I'm
1: disappointed in Fukunaga because really at the start, he comes across as one of our most industrious.
0: Yes, yes. Pre-cult leaders. Mm-hmm. He
1: really, you know, pulls himself out of poverty, works hard gets this business off the ground and then i really feel like he just
0: drops the ball once he starts the cult you know what Mm. he drops the ball but very slowly he's making mad cash he's making absolutely mad stacks for years but doing not very much so you know he he pulls it off for Mm -hmm. a while Uh, it just doesn't last yeah it's the it's the long-term strategic planning that let him down yeah and don't flash your cash because that's when they will get you he's greedy That's how his other business went down the toilet. Very true, actually. Mm. Very astute observations from Suribala today. He does remember one thing that they told him though, and that was that his $76,000 a month salary was dictated by heaven. He's like, I can't remember anything else, but I am really totally certain that this money is absolutely mine. That makes sense. And do you know what they can't do? Mm. Ask Jesus. Mm. Or Buddha. Or Buddha, because they won't answer the phone. No, not to you. But you can have this little pinch of some ash.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that is the bizarre mm-hmm. case of Hono Hanna
0: and cult leader Hogan Fukunaga. Um, what have we learned today, Hannah? I've learned mm. that if I tried hard enough, I probably could get someone to pay me fifty quid to touch their feet. That is a good lesson to take away. I think I could probably even make more money than that. I also believe that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you just need to think about the long-term business strategy and then you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lessons learned. I don't know what my business strategy is yet, but speak to me tomorrow. I've come up with a pie chart or something, haven't I not know. Outstanding.
1: So there you go. If you're going to get into defrauding people, just think about the long-term as well as the short-term wins. Um, so that is that, guys.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Sruti Bala. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Remember to follow Sinister Societies on Spotify to get a brand new episode every week. You can listen to this and all other episodes of Sinister Societies for free, exclusively on Spotify. And we also just want to give a shout out to the
1: articles we use for our but I am episode. We referenced the research paper, The Foot Reading Cult of Japan, which was published in the Journal of Religion and Health. And we also used articles from the Chicago Tribune and the BBC. So if you like this show, be sure to follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter.
0: If you'd like to follow our other show, Red Handed, you can do that at Red Handed the Pod in all of the social medias that exist in the universe.
1: And you can listen to Red Handed, where we deliver weekly true crime episodes, as the name suggests every single bloody week, over at Red Handed, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And um, we've actually done a couple of Japanese cases in the past. We long time ago covered the case of Lucy Blackman, mm. who was yeah. murdered by a rather savage man named Joji Obara. Um, so if you wanna hear that, check that out. We also covered the case of- Issei Sagawa. Sagawa. Japanese cannibal man. The cannibal of Tokyo, was that his name? The Kobe cannibal. Kobe the cannibal, Kobe yeah. cannibal. So if you wanna hear that a horrendous story,
0: come listen to Red Handed. And we'll see you next time, here or there or both. Sinister Societies is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Podcast.
1: It's produced by Kristen Acevedo and Gemma Waters.
0: Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. Research by Chelsea Wood and fact-checking by Kara McAleen. And we're your hosts, Hannah Maguire and Saruti
1: Bala.